Move me behind the cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accessible unto you this day, dear Lord. Amen. Ushers, I thank you for your service this morning. You may be seated. I praise God for the senior choir, Ms. Tina Tyler, Donald Bonney, and all who have been behind the scenes this morning, Ren Lord, and all who have worshipped and set forth, and all who have set forth the ability to help us do worship this morning. I thank God for Whitney Norman, another great senior class of 2006, on her way to one university that she's been dying to get to. And we thank God for all the work that our young people are doing here in the church. Amen. Amen. It's an awesome opportunity this morning to just come before you to thank God. This is our last time to have communion together before I go off to annual conference. It is always a good time and a blessed time to be able to reflect and see what God has done throughout this year. I ventured out last year, and I was blessed to come back. I intend to venture out again and call it a blessing to be coming back. So we have a lot of great blessings to celebrate over the next couple weeks to honor our graduates and look to look at many things. And I just thank God for everyone who has just moved with a servant's heart. Amen? This has been an interesting, wonderful, adventurous, blessed week. I don't think I've ever seen this much of East Texas at one time all together. And some of you say, well, what in the world were you doing in East Texas? Well, there's things that uh, I, I'm called to do in the, as a uh, clergy that is outside of the local church, and, and I, when I'm called to do those things, I'm grateful and I'm thankful. So I thank God all that has have come together in just last week's worship to today. Everything has been taken care of. I didn't get any phone calls, and I, I guess everybody's all right. Amen? Amen. God's a good God. Amen. Mr. Cheatham hasn't called me and told me he's, you know, leaving the flock or anything else. You know, he said, now, one more activity for a while there, you know, during the 40 days of, 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 of men, he was starting to get a little weary, but I see him back standing tall, so I just know he's here and good fit. And, and uh, people have traveled. This has been a multitask church this week. If, if you've missed some people, they're, they're just doing other things in the name of Jesus. And I think that's the sign of a... Uh, moving towards a healthy and heartfelt, ongoing relationship of doing what God has called us to do. I've uh, had some great adventures in East Texas, and it's been a blessing. So I bring you forth the message with a various different lenses that I've had a chance to see and walk by faith this week, and it's been an awesome opportunity. Our lectionary passages this week tell a story um, our Psalm 23, which many of us are very familiar with, was on the cover of our, our uh, bulletin this morning, and then our two other passages, the book of Acts, as well as John, 
And then the other passage that's in between that's not listed is actually First John 3, 16-24. I won't read the passage, but I will be pulling a bit of my message from each of those passages this morning. Covered with the fact that we walk by faith and not by sight. I want to set the scenario, have you ever been on a road and it's a little teeny road and the road is really just a road you've never been and it doesn't show up on all the maps? Anybody been on one of those roads? You know the road that says FM 2952 and if you don't live in that community, you didn't even know that there was an FM 2952. And you say to yourself, what in the world does that have to do with walking by faith and not by sight? Well, when somebody gives you directions and you pull out the Texas map and then you pull out the East Texas map and then you pull out another map and you say, excuse me, but that road doesn't appear anywhere on here. And they say, but for sure, for sure it is here. Just come on. Go that way, past this many streets, and then you'll see it. And normally those kind of roads have that little blinking light in the middle of the road, you know, just blinks yellow. It's not red, green, and yellow. It's just one blinker right there in the middle of the road. And we walk by faith and not by sight because the bottom line is when we get to that little caution, blinking yellow light, we have to remember that God made the little roads, the big roads, and all the roads in between that we would be able to walk by faith and not by sight. But if you don't get to a point in your spiritual journey where you can walk by faith, you kind of struggle. You can get stuck. You might not go many places because sometimes, like many of us, if we don't see it on the big map and we don't see it on the in-between map, we might not go. Truth be told, some of us are concerned about the blinking lights, and we won't go by faith. We won't journey into our faith because God has called us to do different things, and he said, will you come by faith? In the Acts passage, the Acts passage helps us to remember the first church, the church that was born out of Jesus' suffering that was there when he died. The church that came after the fact where there was not an original church before them. They didn't have a bottle to work with. They didn't have experience behind them. All they had was the faith that they had in Jesus Christ. So you see, in the book of Acts, it's the story of the first church that says, By faith we'll go forth. Verse 11 simply says, This Jesus. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you. However, the builders, to the builders, it was rejected by the builders, but it has become the cornerstone. For this is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. You can't call on anybody. You cannot call on any other God. You cannot name any other name that will give what the name of Jesus gives you. So the first point to look at is, are we recognizing that our faith is by our salvation and our salvation comes from Jesus Christ? Yes. Amen. I love my family. I love what they gave me. 
I love the nurturance that my church gave me. I'm glad I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm thankful that someone ahead of me knew something about Jesus and brought me to the body of Christ that I would be baptized. That I would be trained in the undergirding of loving Jesus Christ and knowing that Jesus would love me. But I'm real, real thankful that my faith is in Jesus Christ. And that his salvation, my salvation, comes because of what he gave me. He didn't just give it to me. He gave it to you. He gave it to anybody and everybody who wants to be saved. But it's that faith that calls his name, even though his name was rejected by the builders. Think about the first church and lots of people saying, excuse me, I'd rather connect with the Romans. A little bit better for me. I'll get back with you. Or they thank their salvation, even though they had witnessed it. It wasn't firm in their culture. It wasn't firm in their nature. It wasn't firm in their history at that time. And they were walking by faith and not by sight. In the next passage in the lectionary, Psalm 23, and all of us are familiar with the psalm. For we are taught it, it is ingrained in our being, and when things get tough, we just lift up and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And you can almost hear your grandmama's words in your ear. Whoever taught you the first this song, whoever spoke it to you the first time, you can almost hear them say, shh. Get quiet. Can't you hear the river flowing? Can't you see the spirit moving? Can't you feel the comfort of knowing who God is? But it's that point that gets to you right there in verse number six and says, Surely, surely. You know, there's always a good song that's going to start, and one day somebody just says, Surely, surely. When you see surely in the Bible, it ought to make you excited because it's just going to say something that's going to say, Surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. My whole Life long. Everybody's had a straight cat story. After you get on the low highway and you follow the blinking light, there's nothing like a straight cat moment. I'm allergic to cats and cats know it. I can be anywhere, anyhow, walking down and a cat just come out and say, hey, he's the one that's allergic. And that straight cat seems to find me whatever it's about. And I used to jump back and I'd be like, oh, there's a cat. Oh. What's going on? But you have never followed a cat? Cats are a kind of strange animals. They go places and go under and around. They squiggle in. And you can't follow a cat everywhere you go. 
But it's good to know you can follow God. He can give good direction. He can give you power to be sustained. He can tell you where to go. And He can lead you in a way. Even when the builders reject who He is, He can say unto you, By faith will you follow me. By faith will you walk with me. By faith will you allow me to move upon you. For all the days of your life. Even when you have a moment that you say, I just can't seem to get it. God said, I ain't going to let you go. All right. That's good news. Yes, because somebody been on a straight cat moment and went somewhere. God didn't tell him to go. Did some things that God didn't tell him to do. Right. Talk to some people that God didn't say talk to. Did right. some places and he said, I still love you. Amen. Goodness and mercy. We'll follow you all the days of your life. That's good news. That's good news in your house. That's good news in the school. That's good news in your family. That's good news up the street. That's good news with the way with child that you said, will they ever stand up straight? That's good news. Faith by following God. And then when you get into the John passage, John 10, 11 through 18, it simply starts off again just as the Psalms that is talking about a relationship with a shepherd. So faith is not only by salvation. Faith doesn't only come by following God, but faith comes by having a relationship with the one and only therefore Savior that can make a difference in everybody's life. For it says, I'm a good shepherd. The shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. In the Sundays of Easter, following Easter, there are 50 days of Easter. In the Christian calendar, we have the Lent season, which is 40 days. And once Jesus is risen from the dead, and he comes to us on Resurrection Sunday, there are 50 days of Easter. And the point of it is, is for us to keep celebrating. He has risen. He has risen. He has risen. He has risen from the dead. For our days are greater because of who he is. That's an abiding love that is bigger and greater than anything I can even explain. It is greater than women being ordained. It is greater than people saying yes. It is greater than somebody saying no. It is greater than your mom and daddy giving you the graduation present. You've always wanted the car. It is. I'm just old enough and scooby doing enough in this point in my life to tell you, yes, darling, it's better than you can ever imagine because he loves you. Greater than you can imagine. Abiding love. A shepherd that will run after you. A shepherd that won't let you be lost. A shepherd that will seek you and lay down his life that you would have life. A shepherd that sacrifices all things for no other reason that we may live. That's a hallelujah prayer. That's something that's almost imaginable. 
that supersedes when grandmother and papa make your favorite meals and lay it out for you and you didn't came home from college and Lord knows you broke hungry and everything else and they didn't just laid it out. Maybe you don't know about it being laid out, but I had some people who would lay it out. And I think for myself, I look back for all the people that God sent along the road, sent along the journey. That way there was a break of life that maybe slow down just a minute, because somebody here is going to help you. That's that awesome and abiding love. For it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own. And my own knows me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father and I lay my life down for the sheep. I have other sheep that will not belong to this folk, but I must bring them in. That's the issue of witness. It's not enough for us just to know it. It's not just enough for us to believe it. It's not just enough for us to come here and say, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm good, I'm great. We've got to be willing to say, I'm going to take it to the street. I'm going to tell somebody else. I'm going to tell them at the grocery store. I'm going to tell them at the grocery I'm going to tell them down the street. I'm going to tell them at the hairdresser. Because they in the fall. I want them to be in the boat because the Lord said so. Maybe you was a stray cat one time. If I don't jump up and give the testimony and say, let me tell you the years I was a stray cat. That's not usually the message that people want to tell. But we can all look back in every season of our lives where we first had freedom. Not to go to church, because mom and daddy were nowhere around. You might have been in college. You might have been a service woman or a service man. You might have just picked up and moved away. But that first Sunday, you didn't go nowhere. You said, hmm, it's all right. Second Sunday, it got kind of good. But the third Sunday, if you really truthful with yourself, you heard your grandmama's voice, you heard your mama's voice, or big. Then anything else, my people called me. I was just wondering why you answering the phone right now. I'm in the church basement, and you at your house. What seems to be the problem? And then they put the end, to God be the glory. I'm praying for you, baby. I'm not going to say nothing else right now. But don't let this happen again with the text line that they didn't say. Because there was an understanding. There was an expectation that if you had faith by salvation, and you had faith enough to follow God, and you knew that God knew you, you could do what was said. And 1 John 3, verses 23 and 24, where it says, And in this commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another, just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, that the Spirit has given us not only to walk by faith talk by faith live by faith tell the truth shame the devil tell somebody how good God is to tell somebody that Paul said I haven't yet arrived I'm not fully there but I know that God is a good 
about the country, you breathe a little different air. And if your cell phone don't work, you don't call nobody. So if I miss calling you, it ain't personal. But over there, the signal didn't work. And I got to the place and they said, oh no, you can only make local calls. If you have a calling card, you can get in touch with anybody you want to. But if you don't have a local calling card, you can't call nobody. I said, what about internet? Well, that depends on if you can find a local number. I said, amen, right. You obviously wanted me to get somewhere quiet. And I thank God for the reminder that we walk by faith. And that our faith is grounded in salvation. We love by faith because we learn to follow God. We live by faith because God knows us and we know Him too. And then we can reside and grow and mature and be nurtured because we get to the point where we understand what it means to abide in His love. On this first Sunday, I truly celebrate all the clergy women who stood in the gap before I could ever say yes. For you see, when they were saying yes, I hadn't even yet been born. But God knew, not only for me, but for you. The purpose that he has in our lives is that we would learn to love one another and do his will. Today's first Sunday. Don't hold on to stuff. It's going to hold you back. God is a good God. Yes, He is. So I ask you this morning. I know I forgot the visitors. If anybody's visiting, please forgive me. I'll shake your hand later and you can tell me who you are. But for today, we're all a family and a body of Christ. And I just thank God for all the way where you stand this morning. If you don't know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, and he doesn't know you yet, he's looking for you. He wants to know your name. 